goes out to all you Ravagers and Outriders, Novacore and Crane, and even all you Sovereign out there. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. The, the dark gray realism, this is not the universe you're used to. The blonde-haired, uh, Aryan wet dream Aquaman is not the movie universe that we're getting. He's a badass. Uh, he's kept Aqua Drogo. Brightest day in blackest props, night. Props, no evil on, shall props, escape props, my sight. Put the props, ring back, man. Let props. those who worship. I'm I'm auditioning here, guys. Props. props. Let me you do can't, this. You can't audition in jail. Props. But but, but I want to be a Green Lantern. Props, this is like the tenth time. We're not even from here. Those who worship evil's might. No. Beware my power. Green Lantern's light. We know. All right, we know. enough. Okay, for the tenth time, let's go through it again. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Look, props, props, props. You're, it's, it, it really is perfect, okay? That, it's, you're beautiful. That great. guy named Guy said, if like, literally, that's his name. I'm not even kidding. That guy named Guy said. I like his you, jacket. If you, if you don't give the ring back, we can't leave. We can't leave. leave. I hid it someplace. I get, Props. It's Give the ring back. Look, we gotta get. We gotta get. If you're trying to tell me it's in your prison wallet, I'm done. Look, we, I, I we gotta get the transmission the done. We got. Regardless of it, we're here. How do, we gotta get a transmission done. So we're like, you gotta give the ring back. Are you gonna give it back by the time we're done? Yeah. You promise? I I think I have a shot here, guys. Ugh. I think I think I can make it. Gods. All right. We are not broadcasting uh, from the largest ship in the galaxy. We uh, made a wrong turn somewhere. We are currently in the jails of Oa right now uh, because the, props the, uh, the apparently stole they, a Green Lantern they, ring. They call them science cells. God knows why. Yeah. Thano, I, I'm in, guys. For Thanos' sake, could you stop? Could you stop? But okay, <laughs> we'll let you have the ring for an hour. You got to give it back. Or we can't or, leave. And I'm only here for a limited time, man. So I think I have a good shot at convincing them to be a Green Lantern. Okay. You know what? Okay, right. I'll, right. give right. I'll give the ring back. I'll give the ring back. Okay. In an I'm, hour. I'm, uh, all I'm saying is there's a there's a there's a, right there's a cat wearing a red outfit in the in the cell next to us, and it does it. not look happy, and I want out. Okay. Check star. Cool dude. I like him. No, okay. No, all right. Uh, give the ring. Why back. are you talking? All right. Never mind. I'm Diamond Jab. I'm here with Props Side. My fault. All right. Okay. We we got a lot to cover, and we have time to cover it in. Um, one of the things that I've always wanted to do, uh, is, a, a show where we can, where we can talk about the things that we are incredibly passionate about, where we can, like being a green uh, lantern, like, <laughs> where we can really, uh, dive deep into the intricacies of, of the fandoms that we're all about to prop stop. <laughs> and one of those instances that is a, that is an area of, of concern is, the DC cinematic universe. Yes. Um, 
And so I came up with an idea since we had our buddy Mindfall here uh, and since we've been avoiding the DC conversation over the last few weeks, <laughs> uh, we've been very Marvel heavy on the show. I figured why not put together a State of the Union uh, address in the typical sense of a State of the Union address, uh, an individual, usually the president. Um, <laughs> there are huge cells, green bars. <laughs> They're tremendous, tremendous cells. <laughs> Usually the president uh, <laughs> puts together a, 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 an, a, a, an idea of where we are uh, as a country, as a world, as a universe, whatever the case may be. In this instance, I thought it would be special to put together a State of the Union address for the DC Cinematic Universe. Now, there are a couple caveats with this before I let our first presenter present their case. Uh, you, you could go uh, for a maximum of about five minutes. Okay. Um, you will be presenting one of two ideologies. A reset, a reboot of the current Cinematic Universe, so an abandonment, if you will, of the, cinema, of the current universe that, that uh, DC is building. Or being in support of the current universe as it stands, not only what you've experienced, but where you see it going. The caveats with it is that you must, you cannot leave out any film in your, in your reasoning. Every film that DC has done within their cinematic universe, starting from Man of Steel to the most recent film we got, Justice League, <laughs> must be presented in your in your State of the Union. And then our team will rebut with whether or not they agree or disagree with that specific thought process, and then the next person will go, and so on and so forth. Uh, do, do we have a list of the, the movies? I, I, I just am afraid I'm going to forget one. No, it's all right. I will, I will, uh, uh, I will go through, yeah. I will go through the uh, list of films. I actually have a lot of them here. Oh, perfect. I just don't have all of them. I'm missing the Let's second see. Suicide Squad and Batman. So, so uh, you can, it's so... Only movies it's less, that are out. Yeah, it's less relevant for the movies that are coming out in the future because you can acknowledge whatever ones you want. Right. You must acknowledge the movies that have already been released. So Gosh, we are talking Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, uh, Justice League... And theoretically, uh, Aquaman's not till December. Aquaman so. is not till December, so we don't have to worry about Aquaman. We have five films. Yeah. So each one of the five films must be presented. Okay. Uh, so that's why Wonder Woman Justice League. Yep. Uh, must be presented in your findings whether or not it is supported. That's what we have. That's what we're acknowledging. If you want to talk about hope and excitement for what's coming, that is fine. But that is not that is not the influencing factor. Uh, it is what we have up to this point. The evidence, the as we Woman will. Wonder Woman suicide. It was uh, uh, it Suicide Squad. Wonder Woman. Suicide. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman led directly into Justice. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, who <laughs> would who would like to present their uh, uh, side? Would like to present uh, his case first. I, I am going for the. Um, I would like to see them reboot everything. Okay. Um, and okay, so take a look at Man of Steel. Uh, we have a Superman. Now, they've done this in the comics, and I don't agree with it. I was always about a Superman that was raised by Mom, Pa, Kent, who are st still living, and that's what I grew up with, right? Uh, who are still living, but t basically wanted him to be 
a, someone great. And, uh, you know, there was Superboy. He was Superboy before he was Superman. Stuff like that, right? And when we have, like, Pa Kent, who's going to let himself die because he doesn't want his son to, to out himself and, you know, um, you know, just a... Uh, maybe it humanizes humanizes him a little bit, but I, I really don't think it does, in in my opinion. And then we have, like, just the even the battles are just very unconcerned with uh, property damage or or body count. Um, the Superman that I grew up with, the one that I would like to see, and I know he's brand new in it, but I would like to see a Superman who gets at least distracted by people who might be hurt or might be getting hurt, not just Lois Lane, you know. Like, you know, a bad guy's beating him up. He'll take punches if it means he can save people. I did not see that. I did not see that caring. Uh, they tried to give you a moral dilemma. We're saying he's going he's gonna to kill someone. Uh, you know, Zod is going to kill a family unless Superman kills him. Well, he's Superman. He could have maybe blocked the heat vision with his hand or something or thrown Zod into the air a few, you know, a few football yards football fields high and maybe got out of it that way. Um, which, you know, brings us to the, to the next. And they tried to justify uh, a consequence for this with Batman versus Superman, which was, you know, Batman saw this destruction and I uh, was like, I'm mad. I'm, I want to stop him. He's, he's a bad guy. Um, you know, he's not necessarily a good guy. And so you had this battle and there were some very interesting, interesting ideas that were thrown around by Lex Luthor, by Batman and, um, but then, you know, at the end, we have Superman getting killed by something that is Doomsday, but isn't Doomsday, we find out later, uh, only to be brought back in the very next movie he's in, uh, you know, in the in in, uh, in, in Justice League. Uh, no impact as to as to the death. And I guess they're trying to say that Justice League was the impact, but there is nothing in between to to give us any sort of feeling of consequence. Um, also, uh, we have the Suicide Squad, um, which. I'll be I'll be completely honest. I've seen, but uh, I've seen, but I, I really don't think uh, you know. I I just it didn't hit the mark for me. I think this could have been like a uh, kind of like a um, Deadpoolish type of movie, but it you know in my opinion it could have been, but it wasn't. I mean it just it tried to be too much uh, of uh, it just tried to reach too far. I think mm -hmm. uh, and tried to be. Oh, we're crazy. We're wacky. We're criminals. Too much into that. Um, and then we had Wonder Woman, which was my personal favorite movie so far, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was great. A great origin story uh, and a great middle. And then a horrible end uh, with with the, the villain. Uh, I think, uh, you know, just a very great setup. The best setup we probably have had. Yeah. Um, and then we have the Justice League. And I just I just feel like. It was a lot of things thrown together at once. They thought, oh, this will be our Avengers. We'll have a very scary villain who's like Thanos. Um, but he wasn't scary in any way. Like, sure. we, we made the example of uh, he killed a Green Lantern. Okay, cool. If he had caught that Green Lantern ring and crushed it, that would have been a crazy, scary thing to do. But he didn't, he didn't have any of that. What I'd like to see moving forward is I would like to see a back to basics, right? Mm -hmm. About what makes Superman Superman. I think you uh, Superman can seem antiquated, uh, just like Captain America could, but they really, in his movie, they made it a period piece, which really helped. But they, they brought him like fish out of water. I'd like to see a little bit of that, right? He's, he grew up in Kansas, right? He's, he's in a small town, right? Mm -hmm. 
maybe he's a fish out of water to the wide, wide world, but there has to be some naivete and, and some honest to goodness, goodness inside of him. Sure. Uh, more than we've seen so far, not just reaction to what could be happening to the people he cares about. Mm. Um, and the, you know, Batman, I'd like to see him, you know, when we see him in the comics, we see them come together over their shared, um, want to do what's right. All right. Uh, to, to stop evil, uh, with Batman, it's no matter what the cost, uh, as far, as long as human life's not lost. Right. Whereas in Batman vs Superman, we got, you know, car, a car scene where I'm pretty sure most of them died. Mm -hmm. Most of the, uh, the guys died. Uh, Suicide Squad. I would like to see it more of a Deadpool-like movie. That's like where I think they could go with it, right? Not necessarily the breaking of the fourth wall, but just that type of feel. I think that if they, if they took something like that property and made it like that, they could have done a whole lot better. Um, and then uh, I, Wonder Woman's kind of hard because it was a very good, very good movie. Sure. Um, I just would have hoped for a stronger villain presence uh, instead of like Magneto light that they had. Um, and then Justice League, I think they, they, they overthought it too much. I would like to see them kind of, it's hard to say, cause yeah, I'm going to compare it a lot to the Avengers cause that's what we had, but I'd like to see them, you know, a group of people with extraordinary abilities fighting a battle that only they can. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that's, that's what we've heard, you know? Um, I really think that it was just kind of a mismatch with what we saw in the movies that, that have been put out there. Okay. Uh, any rebuttal questions or statements? Not from for a side? character perspective, but from a movie perspective, an entire reboot. And, and again, there is a lot of rough stuff. I will be the first to admit there's a lot of rough sure. stuff that's happened with DC. Can you at this point, being basically a decade behind Marvel, afford to do an entire reboot? Yeah, I, it, not necessarily feasible. Uh, but I feel like it's going to be, I don't know, I just don't see them going in a good direction and where they're going. If they can, if they can somehow, with the writing, move forward, then, then maybe, but I don't know if they can. The Why do you think you liked Wonder Woman more? Like, I mean, you, went, you went into, like, you liked it more. The writing was on point. Was there anything else? I think um, the portrayal of the character was a little bit more in my opinion, was a little bit more true. Um, the biggest thing with, with Diana is that she, yes, she can be a warrior, but she has a huge heart and she cares. Um, and they think that was a big thing. If they had put half of that into Man, Man of Steel, like, yes, he's got to fight bad guys, but he does it because he, he just, it would be wrong not to. Mm-hmm. And he is there to protect. He is there as a shield to people, rather than as a as an as a gun to point at bad guys. You know. So my my question for you is, given the way Man of Steel was was filmed mm -hmm. and the issues that you presented with Man of Steel, why does it sit as a for looking at the origins of the character? Yeah, the direction that Man of Steel took is arguably the same direction that the directors of Spider-Man: Homecoming took in terms of not spoon feeding you the origin story that we were expecting yeah, or yeah. that we are used to. Yeah, yeah. 
why does Man of Steel, in terms of the origin, sit as second tier to that? You know, what, what, what is the difference? Like, what, how do I see that differently? I think, I think a big thing for that is the core of the character was still there. Um, you didn't need to know the origin of Spider-Man. He was still, at the end of the day, uh, a geeky kid um, who, who great, with great power comes great responsibility, but that never had to be said. They portrayed it in other ways. Uh, whereas, I mean, that kind of thing, that great power with great responsibility, you know, it's never been said to Superman that I'm aware of. But that's been a core of his of his being. Sure, well, he has father, this power. Sorry, his father. Well, that's his father. Well, no, 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 not Uncle Ben. Yeah. in the movies, in Man of Steel, his father points out. Wait, Jor Jor El? No, or... not Jor El. Oh, Clark, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Clark Kent. Uh, Paul Kent. Jonathan Kent. Before, Char, thank you. Well, Jonathan Before Kent has a lot of conversations about responsibility, and yeah. it's very much an origin story in terms of the the values that the character is instilled with from a yeah. human standpoint. And the thing for me though, is, is even with those conversations, I don't think the core of the character was still there. Yeah. I don't think you, there was a lot of talk. So you don't think there was a follow through. Yeah. With, there was, okay. no, there was not a lot of representation of it. Like I said, if, if, um, if you had seen, if you'd seen like, I, I don't know if the Superman that, I like or know whatever could would be able to let his father die. Can I ask a follow-up question? Would you, would you feel differently if Zod lived? I, no, because you the whole battle beforehand. There was so much property damage and most likely people death, dying. Absolutely. Death, death and destruction. Um I I understand they went for this kind of more gritty they wanted to do the opposite of the Christopher Reeves almost. Sure. Um, and I feel like there's got to be some middle ground for that. Mm -hmm. And that's where they should have gone and they didn't. Okay. Any other questions? Alrighty. So, Jeff, you're, you're off the hook. <laughs> uh, so we have one down for the reboot. Who is next? I'm up. Corey, go ahead. Uh, so I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of copping out here because although the rules are, <laughs> the rules are, oh, you have to defense like, there is there is some good in Man of Steel, in Batman versus Superman, in Suicide Squad, in Wonder Woman, and Justice. That's League, fine. If there's good, lot. own the good. Like, yeah, that's, that's and that's what's good. There's a lot of bad. And I don't want you. I don't want anyone to think I think these movies are totally horrible. I obviously no, don't. A lot of them are pretty yeah. bad. No, but that's why that's why I left yeah. the the ideas that yeah. we are either yeah. we want to stick with where we are or but we want to. I do. I do want to stick. I want to put this out there now. I want to establish. I want to stick with where we are, and here is why. So I think that number one. The biggest problem with the first five films, uh, or basically four of the five films, is one name. And we all know it, and it's Zack Snyder. And he is no longer as attached as he was to this universe. Okay. Uh, when, when you have a guy who, while a talented cinematographer, he is insanely talented with a camera and knowing how to direct a shot and what looks great and cool and pretty. The problem is he doesn't know how to do characterization. He doesn't know how to do something where he's not adapting directly from a source. And he proved with Batman versus Superman, you can still adapt a ton of cool things. Frank Miller's Batman is the Batman we got. And while it was cool, Side had a point where it was uh, a lot of death and a lot of destruction. But again, we got Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. and, and out of it, Patty Jenkins and a great writing team as well. So Wonder Woman is a fantastic character. I just recently watched Justice League for the first time. Because in preparation for this this conversation, sure, yeah, and I have to be honest with you, that movie is really, really, really rough to watch because there is no imminent threat, especially once Clark Kent, you know, Superman comes back. 
he is the MacGuffin. He's the end-all be-all. He comes back and just whoops up on Steppenwolf. The only reason they have to fight him after Clark comes back is because Clark's like, oh no, civilians, and runs away to go save the civilians. The the only time you see that happen in the movie. True, very series, true. Is, is, so is, is, there that's is, the caveat that's there. There is, there is all of that, but there's a lot of good. But here's what's coming, and here's why I have hope for what's next. Because again, obviously Zack Snyder is gone, but you have Aquaman with Jason Momoa and Amber Heard. By the way, in Justice League, one of the best scenes and one of the two leads that actually shared some chemistry were Amber Heard and Jason Momoa when they start talking about like how it's it's Aquaman's responsibility now that you know the former queen of Atlantis is dead. The mantle falls to him. It's his responsibility to chase the mother box. So that's actually coming out this year, and you have a fantastic director named James Wan who, if that kind of sounds familiar, it's Saw, Annabelle, and Conjuring. So while his his forte is horror he does good directing he does good sure. action he does good characterization so you have aquaman coming out you have shazam who i gotta be honest i'm a little bit shakier on the director because it's david f sandberg annabelle creation and lights out if you saw those movies mm-hmm. we still we stole a lot from the horror genre it seems like but you do have uh asher angel and dc Zachary doubling Levi. down on that dark <laughs> Jesus God, super dark but then again Wonder Woman 1984 drops November next year. Yeah, you got yeah, yeah. Gal Gadot and Chris Pine back. Pedro Pascal of Game of Thrones and uh, Kingsman Golden Circle fame. And then Kristen Wiig as the, the villainess. You have Green Lantern Corps, which has nobody attached to it yet, but Jeff Johns is writing and producing. So, and I mean, we have Birds of Prey, uh, which is being produced by Margot Robbie um, and May and being directed by Kathy Really? Young. Yes. Hmm. You also have Black Adam, which has no release date. Uh, but the Dwayne the Rock Johnson is attached to it, and usually that's a fun rock. There it is, yeah. Dwayne the Rock say, Johnson. Did we agree earlier? We we established earlier. It's okay. You can do Dwayne Johnson, or you can do the Rock. <laughs> There's this weird, like subsect of people that do Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And I said the only acceptable person that is allowed to say Dwayne the Rock Johnson is Jerry the King Lawler. He's the only <laughs> person who can say Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I yeah. can't help it. That's how he's always introduced. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. Uh, you also have a Man of Steel sequel or a Batman sequel, but if you look at the upcoming slate of films, there's better chemistry amongst the actors and actresses. There is a wide variety of directors. We're finally course correcting. What makes Marvel so great and what DC has lacked is that while they have had central figures directing their movies, every movie had a different director. Every movie while ha- had different writers, even though they were all under that same Marvel umbrella. So what was great was the collective um, creative collaboration going across that made Marvel so strong. And you're finally, finally seeing that with DC. To reboot and reset right now would A, ruin all the hard work and all the goodwill they built up with Wonder Woman, even if Justice League was panned. Sure. And then on top of that, I do want to see Jason Momoa's Aquaman. And you have to feel like if they rebooted this, he's gone. Because he's, you know, actors and actresses don't want to wait around for the project to reboot in two to three years. They're on to the next paid thing. And I really like this Aquaman. He was probably my favorite part of Justice League. With, you know, and I think I, I think this was intentional. He was very much the Thor of the DC world. Just this yeah, kind of intentional dude. humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because he's like, a tough guy who who's maybe not as bright as he as right. he seems. Like Thor, he you seems, know. but yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he's also he's also a He's a chance to tell the story that you side wanted to see in Superman, a man who never chose either world. He's from, you know, from Atlantis, lived on Earth and and never chose either side until recently. So it's just we have all these fantastic choices coming up. And again, I know we we're supposed to defend the, the previous movies. And I got to be honest with you. There's not a lot of defending amongst the first five movies except Wonder Woman. Sure. But again, now that the main focal point of what made those movies so bad is out of the way, I think there's nowhere to go but up for the DCU. Okay. 
Okay, I, I do have one question. Uh, so you mentioned that Zack Snyder, that's one of the reasons why we, we, we get what we've gotten, right? Yes, I agree. Do you feel um, that part of it as well could be um, kind of fallout from, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy that we've seen? So I, we got this gritty, realistic, somewhat depressing at times <laughs> version of Batman that was very good, but very realistic. And they went, oh, that works. That really works. And then they tried to make a Superman like Nolan I, fallout. I think, yeah, I, yeah I, Nolan. Yes yeah. and no. I think in a way that's absolutely what happened because it was the formula they had seen. But Nolan is an EP on on he's listed yeah. as an EP for Man of Steel. So. Yeah. yeah. And he and he absolutely consulted for Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. Although I don't know if he was listed for BBS, but he in an interview said, Yeah, I, I consulted with Zack Snyder. But the thing the thing is this Zack Snyder, if you look at his prior work, it's all dark, it's all gritty. The, name a movie of his that isn't is bright and flashy and like colorful and happy. There isn't one. You know, three hundred, Watchmen. Uh, uh, what is Sucker Punch? You know, if you look at his movies, they're all they're they're very much Man of Steel. They're very much BVS. They are movies that just are a lot of shiny, dark, gritty, flashy movies that don't have a lot of substance in them. Follow up question: Was Sucker right. Punch adapted from something? No, that was his own okay. idea. So that that reinforces the fact that he's not as good as. So when he takes something that he's not adapting wholesale, right. like Watchmen, I'll, I'll oh, be every very day. completely honest, Absolutely. very very good. I loved it. Um, and Sucker Punch, from what I hear, was I, I I just had no desire to see it, but was a lot of flashing lights and just a great concept. Sucker Punch had a really cool concept. And he fell into tropes and and a lot of couldn't get said, out of it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of flash, no substance. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, I don't really have any <laughs> follow up questions for that one. It's there's, um, it's kind of hard to look at the DC universe and say this is going to be good because the stuff coming out is going to be. And that's, that's why I said I had my hopes pinned on. I don't know if it will or it won't be. But I really do think with the the upcoming, the fact that you have a diverse a diversity in casting, both and directing and producing and writing. You're saying that it's not solid, but there are reasons to hope. There are reasons to hope. There are reasons to look forward to it that extend beyond, again, the, the, once Joss Whedon pumped out Avengers and then you, you had just this flagship movie sure. for what had culminated in five movies before that, Marvel was off to the races and DC has been playing catch up. So instead of doing what Marvel did and diversifying and taking their time, they just went, Zach, give us what we need. Here's, here's everything. Sure. And it didn't work. You failed to crack a billion dollars with your top three properties in DC, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. It did not crack a billion dollars. Yeah. And that should not happen in today's day and age. If you're doing this even at all without rushing. And it's just, it's, it's hot punch. They freaking put Gotham and Metropolis separated by a bay. Like there's, there's a lot to work on, but I, which is canonical by the way. Yeah, it's canonical, but it made the world feel so much smaller because until Wonder Woman, we didn't get a wide sense of the world. It was all here. Everything was within scope. Uh, And I want to, I actually do want to say one thing. Wonder Woman 84. Yes. Uh, the thing about that, though, is that kind of contradicts like what they talked about in Justice League. Uh, you know, Bruce uh, Batman talks to her about not being present. And, you know, how long did you mourn Steve Rogers? Well, from what we see, he Steve, Rod- Steve, Steve Rogers. Steve, no, 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 Steve, Steve, Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. Sorry. Sorry. Thinking Marvel. Uh, Steve Trevor. We see Steve. 
we don't know how he's going to be in this movie, but we see him. We see him. Yeah, so yeah. that kind of contradicts Again, what context. Yeah, yeah. That's been kind of the common theme with some mm-hmm. DC items that have come out uh, in terms of the visuals in question. I'm looking at UTNT. Uh, mm. uh, but yeah, context is important. Context um, is super important. My only question yes. is Are you, while there are hopes to pin on, on the future, are you concerned at the fact that uh, we can only compare to Marvel because Marvel's the only thing that's out there that's like this? And Marvel went with a core aspect of characters that moved forward with the core aspect of characters. And they used that as the foundation and they moved forward and then they implemented their bit and the rest is history. We get all, all that. Even though you are hopeful, are you still concerned that a film like Green Lantern that doesn't have a, a, a director for it in terms of how it finds its place in this universe that to your point has not expanded as much as you would like it to. No, because it's a chance to expand. It's a chance okay. to go beyond the world. Just like Wonder Woman showed us Themyscira and just, you know, that there, there was more to the world than Gotham and Metropolis across a bay from one another. It's, 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 a, it's the ability to expand. It's also the ability to do different characters. Although they are the, the characters announced for Green Lantern are Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be really interesting. Yeah. But it's a chance to bring us other Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a chance to show us a a galaxy and expand it out that way and have Superman really, it's an excuse to make the Man of Steel sequel, find out about Krypton or heck, go there or bring in Kandor or bring in a ton of other things that you wouldn't normally get right now because there's no reason to. Okay. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Okay. Sounds good. Where you are off the hook. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, props. Yeah. My go? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um, so I'm going to start this off with saying it's going to sound a bit like I am disagreeing with myself. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'm going to argue I love for, myself. Uh, keeping the core universe. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, which is, if anyone's ever heard me conversate about the DC universe, you will most likely think I would go with the opposite direction. Um... But let's let's start I like, off. I like to be the odd man out. <laughs> let's let's start off with the beginning of the universe. So you're right. DC has a there ten was a year... bang from what I've heard. <laughs> let's hope. And or would it be a smash or, or a smash, depending <laughs> on where you're from? Yeah. So DC is starting behind. Yes. We all know that uh, the the success of the Avengers made it so they needed to get on on a track and they they did marvel did something that nobody thought was doable dc knew that they needed that they needed to capitalize this in that moment if you look at the properties dc has or had before that they doubled down on what worked the the shoemaker films were too lighthearted, too fun too whimsical too too wacky so they doubled down on the gritty realism what killed the dinosaurs the ice age the ice age right so they doubled down on that gritty and it worked. We looked at Dark Knight, one of the best reviewed movies and fan accepted movies ever. Yeah. Uh, tackling a, a subject matter, going really in depth with the story. They doubled down on that. It worked. Um, the Dark Knight Rises. There's there's a lot of people that, that really love that movie uh, and it did well. It was all right. Right. So. DC realized that's kind of the way they wanted to go. They also needed something that differentiated them from Marvel. So they went with, uh, for 
good or ill, Zack Snyder and the gritty dark realism that he was able to achieve with that Watchmen. Yes. I, I hate to, I hate to intrude, but it, it just, it just is so, I've always thought that Marvel was the one that was a little bit more gritty, a little bit more like you had the X-Men, you had people like Wolverine. You'd be wrong. Uh, in the comic books. I thought yes. I always thought you had the Superman, the Shazam, the Wonder Woman. I always thought, yeah, Batman was gritty, but he was still, you know, he was he's still with them. Correct. And I just, I just when that, yeah, I, I, it's just, yeah, sorry. Props continue. <laughs> right. So, gritty or not, DC doubles down on that that dark that dark kind of thing. Now you keep side kept mentioning this isn't the Superman I know. It is not. It was never intended to be. It is It is an else world. Why are we okay with alternative tellings of Superman? But because this is a movie, it has to achieve what Christopher Reeves or others did. It is a different telling of Superman. It is an evolution. It's it's within the world that they created that Superman makes sense. The, the idea that, like, in the comic books, we just know that Superman doesn't like killing people because he doesn't like killing people. There's a great comic book that came around the same time as The Last Laugh where a guy talks about, he's like, I want to do something really bad because I don't know if I don't like doing bad things until I've done it. I don't know. I don't want to kill people. I don't know. I can't be in a situation where a dude is going to kill a whole bunch of people. And my choice is either killing him or watching those people die. I don't know. That's a decision I don't want to make because I've never had to make it before. We watched super maybe put in that position and we watched him make that decision. It made sense in the universe that they set up. Again, this is a universe comic book. Superman. I agree would never watch his father die. But we saw an authoritative father figure that wasn't like the nurturing Jonathan Kent that we've always seen. It's the um, authority figure that he respects, that instilled that level of respect in him. And he said, do not save me. You're... He made that decision. And Clark has to live with the fact that he watched his father die. Yeah. And that might be what led to that decision. He's like, I'm not going to watch another family die. It, even if I were to take Zod away, what's to prevent Zod from flying back and killing everybody here? He made a decision in the moment, he, and he snapped made that decision. I don't think it makes him a bad guy or less of a Superman. No, no, no. But yeah. it's a tough decision to make. There are a lot of things wrong with Man of Steel, but that's one of the ones that I don't really have that much of a problem with. We see him sa- like sacrifice himself, jump on that, that, uh, that grenade, kind of like Captain America did. In that movie, Like, there's several points where he thinks he might die. We as the viewer know that he won't because he's Superman, but... Uh, if you look at it in the character context that it is, uh, that evolves into BVS, where we see the consequences of those actions, where one of the things we've always talked about that I enjoy, consequences, right? So we see that there are consequences to an action. There is an entire public perception that is against him for the destruction that he did, so much so that an established superhero doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. We watch him battle with the turmoil that he's having with the with the society as a whole maybe not agreeing with the decisions he made or the the things that he's doing and then he's watching himself get revered as a god or as a messianic figure that comes out of it the the storyline the framing the boss fight at the end of it i'm not a fan of but there are redeemable moments in that movie we get to see lex luther and uh while they did kill Zod in the first movie. Joe, one of your big things about Marvel is Marvel kills all of its supervillains. Yeah. We've seen Lex Luthor survive. We've seen him in a post-credit scene. We know that he continues on what he's doing. Yeah. And that's, that was a, a 
one of the few, and then I think like Marvel, one of the very few, the ones that have survived have been like Loki, and then he's just become an anti-hero. But we they they've established Lex Luthor as a villain, and he will continue to be. Yeah, and that's the, that's a risk Marvel hasn't taken really yet. Um, so that's one that's that's a bonus for BVS the the death of Superman for the average viewer might have been a gamble. Like you said, the the death of Spider-Man, the death of Black Panther isn't for those of us that know. It's mm-hmm. for those that don't, mm-hmm. that don't know that he's coming back. For that, you know, my nieces or nephews that are watching that movie, they're just like, did Superman really die? And I was like, I don't know. We guess we got to find out. Moments like that. While it might seem cliche to us, because we're jaded, there was an entire yes <laughs> right there is an entire viewership of people that are really bought into that um and there are people that really enjoyed that jared the guy that we did the previous podcast with he loves that movie because he went in wanting a superhero fight movie and that's what he got it was mm-hmm. a dark gritty superhero fight movie uh and they proved that they can make an extended cut of that that actually made sense <laughs> um plot line wise uh or more sense uh albeit but uh, there are there are active attempts to to do that to tell a story and the casting is a risk so um poop the guy who plays alfred um jeremy jeremy irons jeremy irons is alfred beautiful casting oh it was amazing bat, batfleck batfleck isn't what's wrong with that movie the, oh, yeah, the casting no, no, choices no, no, no. they made are are gambles like it that is me is very reminiscent of iron man yeah. Like going down on double down Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. was a super risk for Iron Man. Mm-hmm. It was perfect, but it was a risk. Ben Affleck, I think he did pretty. I think he's okay as Batman. I think he's doing pretty good. He's playing the Batman he's being asked to play, and he's playing it well. He's not what's failing that movie. But casting is a is a big win, I think, for B, for BVS. Gal Gadot as as Wonder Woman knocks it out of the park. That's um, it's, it's such a good casting. Right. The Lex Luthor that he was asked to play in that movie, Jesse Eisenberg, he plays that Lex Luthor. And like you said, there are beautiful lines. The um, Either you're all good and therefore not all powerful, mm-hmm. or you are all powerful and therefore cannot be all good. And I just want to prove it to the world. Uh, because of the, the, the things he suffered as a child that influences his world viewpoint at that point. Again, they could have gone way more into that, but there is there is motivation there, there is story, there is development, there are consequences. Um, not so much for Superman's death, but um, fast forward Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is one of the few movies I have the, the most amount of trouble coming up with a reason to justify. Um, but that's a pretty big risk. To jump from BVS to an ensemble film about a bunch of, bunch of anti-heroes barely even anti-heroes more villains made to do semi-heroic things um (laughs) semi 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 heroic things um but we see there there's consequence we watch we watch one of the suicide squad members die within like the first five minutes of their outing there's um villains there's development uh we'll hopefully see something develop there but again it's hard to speak to what will happen we only speak about what we've seen Mm -hmm. Uh, if there was any part of this that I would drop, it would be Suicide Squad. But let's talk, but let's see the the redeeming qualities of that. The effort to expand into territory that Marvel hasn't even touched on, like Suicide Squad, is as much a risk as I think like Guardians was. Mm-hmm. And 
maybe not as universally acclaimed as Guardians, there are people that enjoy Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people that came out of the theater genuinely happy that they watched it. I wasn't one of them, but <laughs> there there are good moments. The And it was a risk that semi-paid off. Like, they were able to develop, they found the characters that they wanted to develop. Unfortunately, Joker wasn't one of them. Um, but Margot Robbie's Harlequin, it looks like, will probably continue in some way, shape, or form. I think that casting was very right. Good. But that's again, this is where we're going into like the the risks in casting. Will Smith is uh, Deadshot. That's that's a tough sell. Like when we talked uh, previous to this about you know uh, race reversals and being and people being okay with that, like. Check anything else. I mean, he's voiced by Christian Slater in the cartoons. Mm-hmm. He's hard white. Um, <laughs> seeing, seeing that and the the taking the risk on changing a character like that and moving into that, I think is a is is a step in the right direction for them. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is probably the only movie out of the DC universe that I have enjoyed. Uh, we saw a tonal Amen, shift, brother. right? We saw a, a tonal shift, a, a move in a completely different direction for them. And this is where around the time, I think like Suicide Squad and this, where they, they really started to let the director own the movie they wanted to make. And if you were to look at um, Marvel movies, they're, they're almost cookie cutter-ish in, in how they're done, especially the early ones. There's the exposition, the storyline, the superhero. It isn't until you get into... Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy that they really start letting directors own and make different choices. Out of 18 movies, there are several ones that are forgettable. Like if I try to talk to people about Dark World, they're it's not up there. <laughs> I I can't talk to anybody that's watched a DC movie that doesn't remember that movie. All of them. Like it or hate it, like it or love it, you remember the movie. And that's that's saying something like you remember the direction of what happened with it. And a lot of people, that's Wonder Woman. And that's because we saw that tonal shift. The They let Patty Jenkins own the movie that she wanted to make. And she wanted to, to make a strong female superhero in that universe. And they did it. Um, outside of the context of any other male superhero. Which is, again, the first time that's been done yeah. in, a, in a movie. And DC knocks it out of the park. So that means they're, they're, their creative direction has the ability to do this has shown that they have the ability and they're ahead of marvel on this and they're ahead of marvel they own something that not even marvel had been able to do at that point so power to him the i agree with side the last 15 minutes that turn into a boss fight with magneto i could live without but there are that movie is the movie that wanted captain america to be it depicted war. It showed the gritty realism. Like that's there. They owned what makes the DC universe different than Marvel. And that's showing you the things that Marvel won't show you. Marvel isn't going to sh- Marvel didn't show us the people on Gamora's planet getting killed. We witnessed it the same way Gamora did as an abstract event that happened on the outside of the room they were in. Show me them dying. We didn't see them kill the Asgardians. We didn't watch the horribleness that that was that. It happened. We watched the aftermath. Captain America. We didn't see him kill not like we didn't really see any of the Nazis doing bad stuff or like the people with war injuries or the people that were suffering from PTSD. They just don't go into that. Wonder Woman was willing to do that. And that, again, I think is because DC is in that established itself as that gritty realism kind of thing. Getting into Justice League. (laughs) 
<laughs> that that looked very hard for you to actually it say is. that. I like I said, it's it's it it it's is okay. tough you for don't me have to, defend to it. again. I, it <laughs> will does. sound like I I I disagree with a few things, and I vehemently disagree with some of the designs, the plot decisions they made in these movies. But it is very hard to do what Marvel did in the short amount of time that they've been doing it to establish these characters. It is it's tough to become invested in characters that you last saw on a um, a YouTube screen, basically. Uh, or YouTube splash previews, but uh, the casting choices—they're all extremely solid. Like Jason Momoa's Aquaman, um, I wasn't the biggest fan of him in the movie personally, or most of his scenes in it. But he owns being Aquaman. That casting choice, may, taking those kind of risks, drastically changing a character in that way—the the way it's portrayed is a move in that universe that I think really establishes that we're not in, we're not in the core universe that we're used to. This is not the core DC universe. That is not the Superman that never killed anybody. And let's be fair. I believe in the comic books. He has killed several well, people. Yeah, yeah. Um, Doomsday. But <laughs> Superman has killed villains before Wonder Woman. had snapped a dude's neck in a comic book, but the, the dark gritty realism, this is not the universe you're used to. This is, um, the blonde-haired uh, Aryan wet dream Aquaman is not the movie universe that we're getting. He is not in the Hall of Justice making right. a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, <laughs> he's, a, he's he's a badass. Uh, he's Ke- Aqua Drogo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Flat. We're, we're introduced to Flash. Where like the we mentioned. Um, bringing a superhero in gambling on the fact that we're not going to do their origin story. Yes. BVS kind of did Batman's origin story, but we were, we were dropped into an older experienced Batman that is grizzled. We did not see an early developing Batman. They still haven't shown us that. I was kind of hoping they wouldn't, but it looks like we're probably going to get that in the Batman, but maybe, I don't know the flash. We're dropped into the flash already established superhero Aquaman already established character cyborg already an established character. And they're just kind of running with that. And that is not easy. Um, the the villains, the characterizations, meh. Um, <laughs> uh, I hate I hate the pair of demons. the The saving grace of that movie to me is the scene where we so we see Superman go batshit on everybody, just tear into the Justice League, showing um, the interteam conflict that they are not as cohesive. They're not a family. Like in the Avengers, it's all like, hey, we're all buddy, buddy. We're all, we're all working together. And there's a little bit of conflict uh, in Avengers 1. But by the end of it, it's kind of gone. And then it's like subtly hinted at. In this one, they just vehemently don't like each other. Uh, Aquaman routinely insults Cyborg. Um, Batman's a dick to everybody and is trying to purposely alienate them. So I guess like Wonder Woman can step up into the leadership role. Superman just beats the shit out of everybody when he wakes up. Um, I'm sleepy. Right, which I really feel bad for Lois Lane uh, if they're sleeping together uh, and he wakes up. But little moments, you're welcome. Uh, little moments like that are there and they're built on, regardless of how I feel about um, Steppenwolf and the characterization, they have made a super team grounded in the reality that they set up that works within the context that they've done. Moving forward, 
like Corey said, we have we're starting to course correct. As far as a reboot goes, I do not think we can afford to do that. What you said there, the reason why I'm saying defending all of these decisions is if they were to reboot, it's basically admitting that what came before did not work. And at that point, it you're going to lose all the investment you did before. Jason Momoa being an awesome Aquaman, not going to matter because if they reboot, it really doesn't make any sense to replace one actor and not replace all of them. It just doesn't doesn't make sense unless they're going to drastically like if they're going to go with Thomas Wayne Batman and mm-hmm. Aqua Drogo. Cool. I would love to see um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, rock out being the Knight of Vengeance uh, along with Aqua Drogo. But I just love Aqua. I'm sorry. It's uh, and I always refer to uh, Spider Man as or Flash as fast Spider Man, but because um, that's what they are to me. Um, <laughs> we cannot. We have to keep moving forward. To take a step backwards, we're just going. We're we're going to reset. Instead of fixing what's wrong and moving forward, if we if we run into a reboot, I think you're going to run into the same kind of. Um, they don't learn from uh, the desensitization. Not even just the learn from the mistakes. The desensitization that happened with the reboot with the second Spider-Man. No one cared. No one cared. Uh, if you try to retell these stories so quickly, because you're going to have to start with Batman. You're going to have to restart with Superman. You're going to have to restart with that Trinity, uh, Wonder Woman. Hey, uh, we could always New Fifty Two it and just keep Gal Gadot and be like, oh yeah, those are totally canon. What everything else isn't. Theoretically possible, but the to the new Spider-Man worked despite being a reboot because it just shoehorned its way into something that was already established. If again we were to try to reboot Spider-Man without the context of the MCU surrounding it or introducing it in the Civil War, I don't think that works as well. So that's why I would defend it. I just don't think a re the the movies have redeeming qualities. They are there. They are buried in piles of piles of shit. But they are there, and I and I wanna I wanna see them own own what makes it work. Like Wonder Woman owned the dark, gritty realism that is the DC universe inside of a lighter context. It had humor, it had moments, but it was gritty and real. Now, now you mentioned them uh, having an issue with rebooting certain properties. One of them that they have to reboot is Green Lanterns. Do you think they're going to come up with a lot of issues with that? And yes, you still have to give back the ring. <laughs> it's my ring. The <laughs> rebooting Green Lanterns, I don't think it'd be very hard because it's been <coughs> a while, eight years since the last Green Lantern movie that most people forgot. Um, Green Lantern intentionally, is, intentionally or otherwise, people moved on from the Green Lantern movie. It's not uh, a very well acclaimed movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was very bad in the era that it came out, but it is not a movie that a lot of people go to when they think of uh, think of movies. And I think if it weren't for Deadpool, most people would continue to have forgotten about that movie, um, except in the references that it makes. Uh, so do I think they'll have a problem with rebooting that? No. I don't think they're going to have any problem with that. The, will they have problems writing a good story? Possibly. Like I said, there's there's not... A buddy cop movie is interesting, but there's just a lot of the same problem that Green Lantern originally ran into is just a shit ton of exposition. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, you have to set up the core, you have to set up the rings, you have to set up the powers, you have to set up the guardians, and then you have to set up a villain. Yeah. I mean, the question here I have, though, is do you? Um, and I, and I kind of want to touch on this, the idea of a buddy cop movie. 
I mean, whether you go Guardians of the Galaxy, like, zany buddy cop movie, or you do a detective noir, you literally just have two space detectives and you tell that story. You don't have to do the entire origin beyond, you know, some of the essentials. Like, how'd you get here? I was from Earth. Like, that's it. If you just throw people into a movie, like, here's the Green Lanterns, and you you turn it into one or they're, a, you know, a space-faring police force, basically. I super hope that's what they go with. Yeah. I just don't see that working with the average comic book movie-going no. audience. You, I, so, uh... Yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. Because my thought is, okay, so I would point to something like, and this is a little bit off the wall, but in terms of sci-fi, The Expanse. The entire first season of The Expanse is the, the duality of the of the crew of the Rocinante and then the detective on the space station trying to solve a mystery. Now, we don't really know the rules of this, you know, detective agency beyond what they tell us, but it's already established. He's a hard-nosed cop. There's no reason why you couldn't do that there. And it would still work just because everyone understands the basic Dick Tracy story. Like two dudes on a beat. Right. Again, I, I don't know the direction they're going to go with it. I can't use that to defend whether or not the DC Universe should yeah. continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think, That's I think the the Expanse is also free to watch. How many people would be willing to drop $15 on an experimental thing that they don't know anything about? So, I bought it. So my I question... Well. No, but, but, but I like the books. So That's what I'm saying. So, so this was a comparison I made during mine, and, and, and maybe this is a question for you, but, but for Suicide Squad, if we had maybe taken, still had the group, taking a focus on a character like, say, Harley Quinn and treated him more like a Deadpool. Because um, that's the closest parallel I, I know. What, you mean like fourth wall breaking weirdness? Well, I mean, she does that in the comics, but not necessarily that, but more the humor. Um, I I think they could, if they were going to uh, to own humor like Deadpool, Suicide Squad would have been the one to do it. But yeah, okay. again, they that they was still fairly early on where they were still really really invested gotcha it also in it that also, dark gritty realism and i, and I realize um, that's not even it also MCU, didn't help that they went through four different movie editing houses to get suicide squad edited which severely cut any also that movie should have been rated r yeah yeah 100 percent should have been rated r but we we didn't have logan or really deadpool to justify that level of i was gonna like, say they came out like it was deadpool suicide squad wasn't it back bang Correct. Like they April, they were yeah. they were being done concurrently. There was no no evidence that a, com- a rated R comic book movie would really do that well. Sin City, we, while we, not isn't isn't a isn't a um, money making blockbuster. It's not bad. Should have talked yeah. about Logan during your subversion conversation. Watch, yeah. Watchmen yeah. didn't do horribly, but it you know yeah. it, it didn't knock close. everything out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, most people applauded how how closely it followed the comic books, and that's. I think that's probably what got Zack Snyder the job at DC is that he was he he changed what he needed to, but he was faithful to comic as much as faithful to comic books as he could be, uh, to the point of blue blue wang everywhere. Blue wang, blue wang, blue wang everywhere. And if props would give back the ring, we could stop seeing that. Correct. Yes. <laughs> you have blue wang everywhere. I don't see any blue wang. <laughs> um. So are are you going to? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Sure. Props. Thank you for five minutes. I, pre- I I'm sorry. That. <laughs> um, no. So uh, I am going to be uh, uh, defending the continuation of the universe with one caveat. It's so lonely on this side. With one caveat, uh, I am a firm believer uh, that I am defending the continuation of of a universe that is going to continually get worse from here on out. <laughs> um, 
this is kind of an opposing position to where Mindfall is at, but, but let me establish this real quick. Um, so I, I won't go through like a movie by movie synopsis. I think there there are highlights in something like Man of Steel because to to some of the points that have been made already, Man of Steel took the the took the ideology of a character that people had simplified over time as this character that is undefeatable, that is the strongest character that we had ever seen in any type of medium before, that had become very predictable and attempted to add a philosophical and emotional element to it, which I think worked really well for the film. I am also one of the only people who really enjoyed Man of Steel. So I'm in my little tiny rowboat by myself in terms of how I viewed Man of Steel because I had gotten a a, a, a deeper and more philosophical look at a character that up to this point, to my experience, had been relatively 2D. Uh, with very minimal elements to him. Batman v Superman, on the other hand, while it had the philosophical conversations, my issue wasn't really with the conversations at hand at all. My issue was with the film itself. I walked out of that theater going, I don't know who edited this film, but they should be fired. Uh, just in the way that it was edited. Um for Suicide Squad, suicide. The, my issue with Suicide Squad is Suicide Squad is a reactionary film to what someone else is doing, uh, so it doesn't feel original, and that's one of my 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 issues with it. It has original characters, but I didn't walk at the film feeling like I had seen something that was original from DC. I felt like I had watched File Save as something that Marvel had already done in their previous history. In terms of Wonder Woman, the only real reason I like Wonder Woman, to your point and to expand on, on that point, Props, is that Patty Jenkins got universal control of the character. She dictated the editing team. She dictated the company she was working with. She dictated her producers. She dictated the cast. She controlled everything about this. Deborah Snyder had some had some input and some perspective on it, but ultimately she controlled a lot of it. So Wonder Woman kind of feels like an out-of-house film for DC. 100%. It feels like it doesn't belong. And then Justice League is two different films. Is from two different people who edited the film at two different times, who directed it in two different instances due to circumstances. So... Uh, uh, with the DC universe, the, 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 my core aspect is I believe it needs to continue to perhaps this point because if you, if you were to discontinue it, you would only create a desensitization from a community that doesn't believe that one would either believe that nothing really matters and two fans of this fan base would feel would would feel a betrayal to the characters that they have attached to. Now, with that being said, I personally foresee that it is only going to get worse from here. Primarily because for every positive story that I have read going forward uh, about films that are coming from the uh, uh, the direction and vision of the Aquaman film saying, hey, while most of the film does take place outside of water, there is a large majority that is underwater to create that 
that feeling that that's where this character, it's the natural habitat of that character. It wouldn't make sense if the entire film was done. And I've never seen a film like that before. So that for every positive story that's there, I have a story that Matt Reeves doesn't even know who his Batman is going to be. I have a story that Joaquin Phoenix and Leonardo DiCaprio are arguing over Joker roles. I have a story about all these other things. So as much as I love very minimal aspects of what I've come from, I see chaos on the horizon. I see positive and I see negative. And part of that, and this is at my core why I think, why I'm torn about this question uh, or about choosing a side, is that at what point, and the question that I pose to everyone, is at what point this just the way DC is? How many films do I go through before I go, this is what I'm getting. Do I need to go through a, a like I've gotten five different films done five different ways in five distinct manners. Uh, and so consistency is a concern, but I think this is the bed that you're in. And so if you're DC, you, you got to do it. You have, you've created a, a very strong core group of actors playing characters that people really have attached to. I'm pretty indifferent about Batman. I don't really give a shit who's under the cowl at this point because I don't really like Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. So I'm all right either way. I like Henry Cavill. I really like Al Gadot. I really like Jason Momoa. I'm there. I'm invested. I actually really like Cyborg. Right. It, no, it, it, no, it, no, uh, no, Ezra Miller. Uh, 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 was, uh, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, sorry. Uh, but I, I, I really like some of the characters that are in place that if you told character focused stories, I would start. Uh, and again, this is because I'm a fan of Man of Steel. Man of Steel is a very philosophically character focused story. I'm okay with that. And yet. I don't really see it getting any better than what I got, or at least I don't have the evidence yet. Now, if I leave Aquaman and now I've gotten two solo character films, Aquaman and Wonder Woman back to back that are high quality, I will then have some evidence to go, okay, they're starting to take a look at the characters. Now I need to see the ensemble film uh, and what they choose to do. I just don't have that evidence yet. And the evidence that I do have for what's coming I have enough evidence on either on either side evidence. I don't like to read uh, and evidence I do. And so I think DC has to stick with what they got. I think rebooting uh, would not be a, a great idea, but I, I, I wouldn't say that I'm really excited for anything until it actually comes out. And I, I see it. What I don't want from DC right now is consistency. Uh, I think you need to keep throwing against the wall and seeing what sticks. And here's why. Because consistency and complacency and being happy that you made your money back is what gave us six Resident Evil films and five Underworld films. And I'm actually a fan of both of those franchises, but let's be real, they're terrible movies. <laughs> and they're terrible franchises. It's me for Transformers. I, Transformers as well. They made their money back. They were consistent. Well, so Transformers makes a poop ton of money overseas. It makes its money back in the U.S. market. That's it true. makes bank overseas. But my, my point is this. I don't want to see consistency because to me, consistency means that they are complacent. This is as good as we will ever get. 
and that's it. And I do not want that, especially because we saw how good Wonder Woman can be when you bring in a different creative mind. So I don't mind the fact that, like I said, you have like four or five different directors coming in in the next for the next four or five movies, plus other people who aren't attached yet, and that's okay. As long as it continues a positive trend of giving a director actual control and not having like Zack Snyder and someone else like running the whole show. It's like when you see a director get to do the entire process, I am much more confident in their ability to create goodness and, and things that we'll enjoy versus us being stuck with the same director and executive producer and blah, 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 blah that got us. But here I wouldn't, I wouldn't confuse consistency and complacency. Consistency is incredibly important. If you are DC, Building an entire not right universe now. of content. And when you get no, to a no. point where you are good, sure. But no. right now, I want to see a different a cavalcade of directors until we find ones that you trust with characters. I would disagree with that. Like because because in DC's current position, they there's there's gas to be used. You you clearly have a, a, a cavalcade of characters that you can place in positions that matter. But the problem is, if there is no consistency, you can't go from zero to 100 in one really high quality film and then give people Justice League. Because that's what happened with Wonder Woman. We got an amazing film with Wonder Woman. Now we're waiting to see what Aquaman does, because when we finally got Aquaman in a film, while he was great, the film he was placed in was not great. And so if Justice League is a different story... Now the confidence, and I'm not talking about the confidence in like the director or the film, I'm talking about the confidence in DC as a whole, which is why I asked the question, like, is this just what we're going to get from DC? Not from the directors, because if we, if we occasionally get a highlight, that doesn't mean the DC universe is a success. And that means, like you said, if you throw spaghetti against the wall, eventually you'll find something. I'm not asking whether or not they reboot Batman. I'm not asking whether or not they reboot this character or this specific instance, if they're rebooting the universe, I'm talking about DC and DC needs to get moving with, with, uh, with uh, the problem is the only formula they have on what they know to get moving is what Marvel is already doing, which is why I I dislike suicide squad so much because it was just file save as guardians of the galaxy is what it was. I I think uh, when we talk about consistency, that's something that Marvel really has while still having well, they different... have 18 movies to, and, to be able and, to get and, and while having, that's the asterisk in well, the scenario and while, and while having a, a variety of different directors yeah well like i said they're very cookie cutterish and that's because feige has a very clear direction that he wants them to go he's like they pick I think their directors that i think if i if i'm gonna have confidence in anything it's who are you choosing to shape your universe because you let your you let your director shape your world but you got to have someone that is saying this is the story we're trying to well, tell. Well, and Marvel's also proven they can course correct because remember they gave Joss Whedon control until Avengers Age of Ultron. He was an executive producer on every movie. And Avengers Age of Ultron was was Ooh, you, you could argue even though it's one of my favorite films, you could argue it's a it's a little too um uh, uh, Yo, we gonna have a prison small fight in, in its scope. Like the, it, it, it's it, in- Avengers Age of Ultron was the movie that uh, for people who wanted the shows to matter, that that was the movie mm-hmm. for them uh, to say, hey, if we acknowledge what's happening in the TV shows, this is the movie you're going to get. And people didn't like it. So it's also uh, much more important in what it sets up. Yes, it's, which it's is, a heavily impactful, which is film. where which I think is where the same BVS sits. 
is that it's much more important in what it sets up than what it did. So like it was it was setting up. Yeah, but I don't know if that's the I don't know if that's the purpose that they wanted to get no, out no, no, of that. No, 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 that's not film. what they wanted. It's just what yeah, it ended up being. It's just what it ended up being. But I yeah. but I think your I think Justice League is the is the proof in the pudding that what what we've been seeing is what we're going to get. Because Wonder Woman came out and they had the ability to, like they were reshooting, they had the ability to course correct to something. Yeah. different. And apparently they tried and still came out with BVS. So, but that's what I think. Now, so Wait, so yes, your justice. League. So what we have Justice, are, League, sorry, justice, justice League, League is two films. It's Zack Snyder's film, yep. and then it's Joss Whedon taking over Zack Snyder's film. No, it was just Joss Whedon reshooting. I didn't think he finished it. I thought he like added a couple. Tweets. No, but you, when what you you're right in that sense. But when you watch it, mm-hmm. it feels like two different films. Yeah. From the humor to the it's why the entire ending sequence of that movie the sky is red because it's the only color we've ever gotten from a perceived Zack Snyder film. It distinctly feels different the way the characters interact with one another. It's, you can clearly see the Avengers scenes that Joss Whedon is, is infusing into this. But when I let, when I watched it, I went, I don't know if I like this anymore. And I don't know if that's a Joss Whedon thing or to, to, to the point that I'm making here, if it's the lack of consistency getting to that point, because when you turn those chips in to, to earn my whether or not I like it, I don't have a lot. So when Joss Whedon comes in and says, hey, look at what I'm doing. What attention other than Wonder Woman have you gotten from me? <laughs> Thanks for the 20 minutes in Justice League. Yeah. So it's like, like I've always felt that going into a theater, every scene and every minute is is investment. It's a dollar down on the table. It's uh, another chip down. And I go, oh, okay, I like this. Okay, I got your attention there. Oh, oh, I like this conversation or this philosophical dialogue. I like that as well. So that when you get to the point that you go to challenge me on something or you go to introduce something that I'm not used to or that I'm sub- I'm subversively thinking about something else and you try something different, there's this there's this pile of chips that that I can invest into that or that you can say, hey, I've given you all this. Come check this out. And I just haven't gotten that much from D.C. so that when finally Joss Whedon steps up and according to a lot of people, improves the end of the film, I don't see that. Which which is a shame, because to the point of consistency, that's what I'm waiting for. So I, I think they have to stick with where they are, and, I, and it sounds like I'm railing, because I am. <laughs> Not, I, but but they should stick with where they are, because it's the only way they're going to get it right. Right. If they, if they try to reboot, we're just going to see, we're going to get desensitization, and they're just going to keep doubling down on what they think works. Yeah. And that's going to be the dark, gritty realism. The um, what was it like? I think Justice League cashed in on parademons yeah. because yeah. parademons worked. Was one of the things everyone flipped their shit about in BVS. In BVS, like everyone was like parademons. I Kevin Smith was like, I I love that was movie. Not ex- yeah, right. He was like, I love that movie because I got to see a parademon. I never thought I would see them in a theater, and I was yeah. just like, but that's not a reason to like a movie. Nope. No, it's a reason it's to a like reason a movie. To like a it's scene. not a strong reason yeah. to like a movie. It's a reason um, to like a scene. Right, I'll give it that. Like, if you like that scene, I was angry because they did, they show me parademons and explain how the hell Batman knows about them. But whatever. The um, as much as I could reboot, go on all day, with right? That. Reboot, reboot or no reboot, I'm fine with either way. The just the the universe exists. 
Reboot is a much harder route to for me explain i need improvement i I don't want i don't want to lose the actors that i think are really owning it right now yes for the sake of the rest of the universe that i agree doesn't work right for the sake of the other universe there's ways to fix that yeah um have batman retire they set up an old batman anyway they can do that well aren't Um, they they're also doing a uh, teen titans show right uh, but I don't believe that's canonical. Oh, it's and, not canonical. I don't, in, in, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, and I don't want it to be. The um, it it doesn't. If they want a TV universe, just don't don't try to do what Marvel like. Don't try to do what Agents of Shield did. Don't don't cross collaborate. Um, have one medium own one thing and another medium own another. Yeah, I think it's too hard, and you you can dilute it. So uh, as a, as a final comment to close my thoughts, um, here's what I don't get, or you know what? Here's what I do get, and here's what I wish would happen. Uh, we've talked about how Marvel is consistent because of Kevin Feige. DC has proven that they can knock it out of the park with features. The problem is they're knocking it out of the park with animated features, and I don't want to get in. That's a whole different can of worms. Yeah. But, yeah, I see your face props. I know they're not all fantastic, but you can't argue. Knocking animated... out of the park is a is a loose term. They're doing... <laughs> how about <laughs> this? They're doing significantly better. Let me put it this way. I'm, he- I'm hearing more about the more recent animations than I am about as, a, as a generic fan of it <laughs> than I have f- in the past. Yeah. So, clearly... Let me put it this way. If they are doing well, they got more money for promotion material. Yep. Because I wasn't hearing about it before. So it's so. it's just, I, I don't understand how you can be so consistently decent to good with with one medium and then turn around and not just okay. have a complete failure. How much have you heard about Marvel's animated features? Are Almost they still none. doing yes. animated features? That's what I mean. That's, that's, that's the way you can do it. Marvel's animated universe isn't as good as its cinematic one and it shows dc's animated universe is much more consistent and story driven than its movie universe even though there, even though there's different writers and different directors and different creative teams working on them like the bruce tim owned ones but but what at what point do you start pulling those resources because marvel has proven they don't need their animated features because they're making literal billions of dollars on their live action. Correct. But DC can't go in all in on its animated features because that won't pull in millions no, no. of dollars. Right. That's what I'm saying is at what point do you start to pull the resources for the, for the, 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 the live action. Animation, animation and live action are completely different creatures. Those guys don't want to write live action. Tim, Bruce, Tim doesn't care about live action. He wants to write animated features because he's an animator. He doesn't want to do live action movies. But is, but is that as an impossible feat as asking, People who have only existed in the 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 physical written comic book universe to to dictate the direction of an entire I, live action universe. I believe that was a bad idea. Have asking Jeff Johns and those guys to to lead the cinematic universe. Well, that wasn't a was. I mean that that's an is. Well, that Jeff is Johns has idea. stepped down. So, well, but I mean, like Jeff Johns is, is still is still Core. doing things. Still writing and producing right. Green Lantern. Yeah. yeah, he's but he's it's not, not like he's, he's not like, a creative okay, I'm director. I'm gonna go to Aruba and not do anything for two years. Thanks, Joss Whedon. What? I don't know. That I, is not. He's that. quoting Beach Boys. Oh, okay. okay. So, I was like, re- what? reboot or no reboot? I don't. I don't know where they're gonna go eventually. No. I just want own what you. If you want your universe to be dark, gritty, and realistic, own it. Own it. Wonder Woman did that. They showed me that war torn, and it could still be funny. Design. And, and what, it could still be appealing. Can, and can I say, I found it just to your point, props. 
the the shot of her crossing the trenches and leading the men is more iconic than anything in the third act. Just I, like it almost felt like that should have been the, well, the climax you know, of the it's, movie. It's more inco- more iconic than most of the stuff in Phase One Marvel. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I think the only it's thing more, more iconic than the slow mo uh, uh, turnaround New York City no montage from a uh, no that that scene is dope. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, it is more uh, it is more iconic than any slow mo montage from the first Captain America film. Yeah, which is easily. what it's directly this, compared this, to this, easily this, better like than the slow mo throw shield throw and shit like yeah. I hated that. Yeah, I know. Uh, I wanted to see real. I wanted to see him actually fighting. And well, I got him parading around pseudo fighting zo- Nazis. I want um, to say zombies. And I was just like, that's wrong. Nazi zombies. Well, yeah, okay. So that went on. And in, in either instance, props, the time is up. Oh, I don't want to give it back. You got to give it back. Gotta I don't want to give it back. All right. On the way out. Uh, side. Hey, hey, I found this yellow ring. No, no. All right. Look, before we collect any more rings and any more colors out of any other cereal boxes that we find. Oh, my God. Uh, You can email the show, uh, uh, (laughs) sanctuary1radio at gmail.com with your questions. uh, Be sure to follow us, twitter.com forward slash sanctuary1radio. And be sure to support us, patreon.com forward slash sanctuary1radio. Okay. I have three rings here and three individuals who do not want to give up the rings. I'm giving mine up. I said I would. So it sounds like we're not going anywhere next week. Uh, so, okay. All right. I'll Enough. You okay. I'm at, I'm, I'm leaving. I don't know about you guys. We will see you guys next Can week. Can I see that red ring? I don't know if we're okay. All right. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.